Hey guys, you found the bonus episodes of the Shape Your Family podcast. Thanks for being true fans. These episodes were originally Facebook Live videos. So with that said, let's get started. Welcome to the Shape Your Family podcast. I'm Skip. And I'm Beth. We believe that you can live an amazing family life by intentionally developing love and connection in your home. We're a real family. And after four kids and over 20 years of marriage, we've learned some real solutions. We'd love to share with you everything we've cultivated along the way. We're glad you've joined us today. Welcome Welcome to to the the family. family. Hey, we're here. I was not going to say hey this week. Hi, everybody. Hi, how are you? Skip looked back last week at like the intros to each little video that we've done these last couple months. And consistently, everyone. Hey! And I'm like, hi, everybody! (laughs) So we are consistent. Consistently. Consistent. We are consistently here at 806 sharp this week. We had to put the kids to bed. They were up kind of late eating dinner. Yeah. Oh, that was the point was that I was late on having dinner ready. So it was my fault. I thought Sophia and Jenna made dinner. Well, they did, but late. Like, I didn't tell anybody to make dinner until super late. So it was one of those days. They had friends over. It's getting to be summertime. And so it's getting to be light longer, and everybody wants to play, and we have our tank tops out. I got my, what is this, California California Republic Republic. shirt on. Mm, We like California. Been there twice. Actually, we... Been there three times, right? Yeah, um, I don't know. Yep, three times. I've been there only twice. We um, had our little, like, reminder pop-up of, this is what happened last year and the year before, whatever. So two years ago, we were on a date. In San Diego? In San Diego. Nice. So today was not as cool as being on a date in San Diego two years ago. Had a pretty eventful day, which we'll get to in a few minutes. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. But it was definitely not San Diego eventful. Nope. So. Wasn't excellent. It was less than excellent. Less than excellent. So. Great story though. This is officially our last official week of. Official marriage month week. Official. April marriage month. April marriage month. So this was a marriage emphasis time and um, we are going to stop emphasizing marriage. Forever. We're done. Separate bedrooms. We're not going to try to um, make all of our examples geared around marriage in the coming weeks. I mean we try to um, appeal broader than that but um, marriage is really important to us and it's the foundation for families, you know, so we're obviously going to talk a lot yeah. about it and uh, we shall see. I think what I'm going to do is have Marriage Mondays where I make a small video and have like a little thing about what I'm reading that week or what we're thinking about that week or talking about. So I'm thinking like five minutes. What are you doing? You hit live viewers. I wonder what's going to happen. I don't know. Skip just pushed a button on our Facebook Live that we've never pushed before. It told me to do it, so I did it. Maybe it's going to say this message will self-destruct in 10 seconds. This message will self-destruct in 10 seconds. 
Did anybody else watch that show? I watched it. Was that the? Well, it was a lot of shows that Mission did that. Mission Impossible, right? Well, probably Mission Impossible, and probably that guy who answers his shoe phone. Uh, Inspector Gadget. I was thinking Inspector Gadget, <laughs> but there was a different one. You know, Steve Carell played it. Um, Get Smart, I think. Uh, was that the one? Yeah, like kind of spoofy sort of thing. Yeah. Hey, Brett. How's it going? Hi, friends. Welcome. So I'm gonna swipe back. Because that just shows me who's on here, but then I wouldn't be able to see any of your comments. We want to see comments. Comments are fun. Comment away. Comment away. Even if you watch this on replay, you are welcome, and we would love it if you we comment. Are live now, but if you're watching it later, you can still comment. Is that I just what I explained said? what live and not live <laughs> is to. We did not know that. Regular human beings. Thank you so much. <laughs> we were really concerned because we didn't know about in case, live. In case you're watching live right now, you just jumped recorded. here. From a time machine, like in the 1700s, and you don't know what any of this means, that's what it means. My kids are fascinated with the idea of time machines, and they have been asking me all week, okay, so what if there are time machines, and someone from the 1700s is coming up here, or back and forth, and they go, if it was someone who wasn't important to the timeline, they could jump back and forth. I'm like, everybody's important to the timeline. Yeah. They're, time travel is kind of a weird thing. They're into time travel. I can't wrap my head around it and the ripple effects that you'd make. There's a lot of TV shows about time travel right now. So Skip and I have Hulu. What's, what's the one we just watched? A comedy? We tried it out last night? It was funny. On Hulu. On Hulu. Hulu. Making history. Hulu, Hulu, Hulu. Making history, is that it? Yeah, we didn't even know what it was. Making but history. we're like, alright, if it's it looks like funny. A drop. I mean, like old-fashioned style comedy laugh can. No, no, no laugh can. Can laugh can. Laugh no, can. I think it's like it's silly comedy. It's a silly comedy, yeah. Which I enjoy. It's not a mockumentary, and it's so anyway. It's the guy sitcomy. Sit yeah. The guy time travels, but it's a comedy time travel comedy. So. Yeah. And he's kind of a. I'm all about that. A loser, and he mm. and he kind of ropes a very smart. Uh, professor to come with him to help him fix the past because he broke the past and then the comedy ensues and he gets a girlfriend in the past you know and bring her forward yeah. so anyway, it's all we won't a big mess. we've only watched two episodes but they were pretty funny it was funny we don't know if it gets bad so if you're completely not offended like a... by the episode <laughs> it was skip that picked it it was beth that totally skip, picked it on hulu skip picked it. i was just like she's making me watch it I don't want <laughs> whatever it's not it was i don't think it was bad i don't remember it, it was not bad. bad no there's no bad stuff I mean, there's some references to like him smoking pot and stuff, but it's regular like eight o'clock sitcom kind of TV show. So anyway, there's a review for a TV show. <laughs> random. <laughs> we are so random. That was random. We should do a random show where we just do weird train of thought. We should do one. For the whole. Because it's not always one. Yeah, with no notes. No we just we just no notes. Lock and loaded with no notes. We come in and we're just random. Uh-oh. Nope. They just can't change the timeline. If someone's not important yeah. to the timeline, they just can't change the timeline. Yeah, well, what if they they can change the timeline? That's the whole thing, right? I don't know. We're going back. That's what here. they're trying to do. Like if a regular person, it. like let's just say it was me. We've watched several times traveling Pretty shows. Pretty not important in the scope of America. You? In the scope of America. You're important in the like scope I'm not, of Beth. I'm not a history person. Yeah, in the scope of Beth. But if I just went back by myself right now, and just met some random regular citizen, not a 
president or senator or still army major. It. I know, still changes it, so I'm saying. Because of the long-term effects right. of Now, we're, they're walking heritage. down the road and they connected with somebody who connected with somebody who connected with somebody, but I interrupted that connection because they stopped to talk to me, and then when they're walking, that first somebody they were going to talk to is not there anymore because they'd already walked by an hour earlier. It changes everything. Like, I don't think time travel is good. No, I think there's ripples of everything. Yeah. Which is sort of what we're talking about tonight anyway. Whoops. All right. Move the chair. So. So. Newlywed game. Let's do this. Let's do this. Bring it, it on. on. All right. Grab your spouse. Grab some paper. It's time for the newlywed game. Grab your maca board. That's last week. Grab your kids. Grab your wife. <laughs> Hide your kids. Hide your wives. Okay. So we have been on a pretty bad losing streak. On this newlywed game, especially me, because <laughs> I don't know answers. To you can't stuff. lie, because we got video evidence. Yep. So I want to say we are absolutely gonna bring it this week. Okay. I have not even approached. You. She just wrote these questions down before we sat down. At 8:01. That's At why it was 8:06 <laughs> when we started tonight. Oh, Brett's wife is working. You guys have to do it tomorrow. Sounds like Brett's going to go four for four. We're only doing six <laughs> questions tonight. So it sounds no, we're like... we're only doing four questions tonight. Four questions tonight. You said it's going to go four for four. We're doing six questions. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, I'm good at this stuff. Yeah. All right, you ready? I am ready. Okay. So, ask the husband, what would your wife prefer? A bouquet of flowers? For you to clean the entire house, a one-hour massage, or jewelry. What would your wife prefer out of those four things? Feel free to drop the answers below. Lana says, can I answer for my husband? We'll be perfect. Yes, Lana. You are going to win tonight because you're the only one who has a say in this. You're going four for four. Now, I am joined to a partner here in front of my and face. I have my answer is re recorded on this marker board on the other side so you can't see it until you say your answer. All right. So my answer, I believe, out of those four things, bouquet of flowers, clean the entire house, one-hour massage, or jewelry, I think clean the entire house. <laughs> Killing me. What did you pick? Jewelry. jewelry. I do love jewelry. I know you love jewelry. I like a clean house more than jewelry, maybe. Fake. If the house is all dirty. Okay, if the house is all dirty, like, I'm like, hey, let's go get some diamond earrings and a matching diamond necklace. You'd be like, let's do it. I would do that. Yeah, so you like jewelry more. But yes, but I you prefer. <laughs> I want you to surprise me. You just told me you prefer the diamond jewelry. No, I said I like it. I would do it. I would leave a dirty house to go get diamonds. Which means you prefer the jewelry over the clean house. <laughs> do you I see the logic in this? Not time. time you how can I know what you're going to answer if you don't know what you're going to answer? Oh, I like this. Lana says, I choose jewelry for Beth too. Thank you. I like Thank this. Thank you. Lana, you pick and Skip will pick. All right. Apparently, I get the answer wrong no matter Next what. Next question. Honestly, Jewelry wasn't even my second choice. I was going to go bouquet of flowers. Unbelievable. I'm glad. Flowers I do are love, way cheaper I than... I do love jewelry. 
Um, I'm excited. Dick and Liz just joined us. So, hi, friends. Is it Dick and Liz, or is it just Liz, or is it just... I don't know. Comment below if it's Dick and Liz or just Liz. We want to know. We're playing the newlywed game right now, the not-so-newlywed game, and we want you guys to join in with us. All right. So, I'm going to ask, what is the last movie you watched together? What is the last movie that we watched together? I just wrote this question down and have no idea. So I did not think ahead of the answer. So what was the last movie we watched together? Entertain them while I write something for I a will second. entertain you because I know what the last, for a fact, what Fine. the last movie was. You know what it was? For a fact. Um, this is so easy. Hey, Mandy Thurston. Mandy. We are Hi. playing the newlywed game. All right, so we're trying to remember the what's the last that movie. She's trying to figure out is what's the last together. movie we watched together, which I clearly know what it is. You guys stay joined in because we have a funny story to tell you in a minute. Oh, funny story. A funny ish. Funny, funny to deadly. Funny. It's funny to deadly. Life or death funny story. <laughs> All of our stories might Come be. Come on, write okay, your answer. I can't think. I'm the I'm line. entertaining, not you. Oh, You're supposed guys, to. I'm having fun entertaining more no, than trying to exactly. think of the answer. You're, you're killing our score. Our last movie that we watched together? Dong, dong. <laughs> Write something down. Okay. Um, uh, I think I know what it was. Write it. What was the title of it? <laughs> Sorry. Um, it this was, is how it is when we try to pick a TV um, show together. Okay, I'm just going to say... Oh, that's another topic altogether. Okay. You wrote too many letters. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what it's called. I'm watching your hand. Okay, the okay, okay. Scribble away. What did you say it was? The shack. Oh, I wasn't talking about at the movie theater. I was just talking movies in general. Right. So you're wrong. Even movies in general, that's right. All right, well, maybe. I put that space movie. That space <laughs> Remember we watched that movie about like these people have interactions with aliens? Oh, they're not even in space, are they? It's just aliens. <laughs> I didn't really oh, pay attention. Oh, where there's like an egg? Yeah, I don't know. It's egg like spaceship? She talks like either like sign language or yeah. something to them. That was before the shack, by the way. Uh-oh. Even if you're counting home movies. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Okay, so we are 0 for 2. We are 0 for 2. Super 0 for 2. Ask me the next question. If you were a cartoon character, who would you be? And I'm trying to say what I think you're going to put. You're going to... Who would you say that I would be okay. a cartoon Okay, if character? your husband were a cartoon character, who would he be? Do comic book characters count? I think it's not who he wants to be. I think it's who you would be. Who I would be. Okay, write it down. So, if the husband is a cartoon We're character... Use, this question is way too hard. There's no way you get this right. I have something in mind. I don't know. I've got like ten things in mind. Yeah. I have trouble making decisions, so these games are hard for me. Alright, Brett, what do you think your wife would say that you would be as a cartoon character? Or what do you think you are as a cartoon character? Lana, what do you think that your husband is like as a cartoon mm -hmm. character? One time, Skip got me a card, and it was a little two little cartoons, animals, of a giraffe kissing a um, porcupine that's standing on a ladder so that they're the same size. 
So obviously my hair, I'm the porcupine and he's the giraffe. So I thought that was cute. So that was the perfect card when I saw it. You're not a giraffe cartoon. I'm assuming you didn't go anything as simple as no. that. Okay, I'm saying that my answer is that you are the tick. <laughs> Do you guys even know what the tick is? No, nobody does. It was a 90s a, cartoon for like five a... minutes. <laughs> but he's like kind of big and he kind of saves the day. And, and he's I, funny. I do neither of those. I'm not big. I don't save the day. And I can be kind of funny sometimes, but not like... And you're not blue. He's funny in a... Like... I don't remember. That was 20 years ago. I don't remember that cartoon um, in the details. What's, what's the... Uh, I don't remember what Emperor's movie Last Groove. Uh, is Darren that... is a super mermaid. Oh, wait a minute. Darren is Superman. <laughs> Superman. I'm just kidding. Darren um, is Superman. Uh, the Emperor's Last Groove. Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's New Groove. Kronk. Uh, Kronk is the tick without his outfit. Like, he, the tick is like kind of... It's kind of dumb. Do, do, do. I'm oh, so the tick. I'm going to go and accidentally save the day. Oh. So you're thinking I'm calling you dumb. No. I, I wasn't doing that. I know you weren't. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. What's your pick? I, I would have said Spider-Man. Oh. He's not always a cartoon. Not always a cartoon, but he is a cartoon. He can be a cartoon. You, a cool cartoon. You do think you're funny like he does. All right, last question. Hopefully we can get one tonight. We I shall don't want to go over. We've got at least one right every week. All right, let's go. Let's do this. Ask her, where does he want fam the family to live when he's 64? All right, so when you're 64, in fact, one second, I have um, background music for this one. Down. When I'm 64. When I get old and losing my hair, um, many years from now, will you still be sending me a Valentine? Best day greetings, bottle of wine. Alright, you ready? I'm ready. Do I fade the music? Oh, that was excellent that was so fading. Slick. Okay. Where do you pick to live when you're 64? On an island. Okay. Well, I picked on a peninsula. So does that count? Florida. Florida. <laughs> I just figure we'd still end up. Pine Island is <laughs> part of Florida. We went uh, over. I'm a judge, so I'm going to count that one. Over. There are islands in Florida. One of the keys is Florida. It's an island. We went over. We went over. All right. Boo. Well, we um, have a story to tell, of course, as usual, but... My story that I'm going to get into here in a second yeah. is actually hard for me to tell because I have to sit here on this chair and tell the story. Because you can't do hand motions and show them where it is? No. Or that it's a sore subject? It's a sore subject. Ouch. So let's hear it. Let's Give them the it. full account. Full account. Well, minus the cuss words. Minus the cuss words. There are plenty of them. Okay. Sorry. You can refer to them. If I've just ruined anybody's outlook of me, I'm sorry. Yes, we're all ruined for life. But they know you. Show up at my customer's house, they right? Know you. I text my customers on the way. Hey, I'm coming. I'll be there in whatever my GPS says. So, okay, thanks. Give me a five minutes heads up. I'm going to put my dog up before you get here. 
fair enough. So three minutes away, four minutes away, I text him. He's like, okay, thanks. He, See you in a minute. He told you five minutes. So Doesn't it matter. must be your fault. So he had the dog, he put it away. Okay. I walk into the house and you can clearly see through the house that this isn't a regular dog. It's a pretty big dog and pretty vicious looking. It kind of looks like it could have been a uh, um, sled dog. What are they called? Husky. A husky, but more vicious. So he tells me he has a wolf. Okay, I assume he's a wolf hybrid because most wolf pets are, that I've known of have been like a mix of a husky and a wolf or something. Or, uh, but anyway, it looked like a full breed wolf. So it's out in the sliding glass door, staring at me, like wolves do, like with their head down, like, you know. And so I'm like, wow, it's crazy. He's got a wolf at his house. So then he's like, yeah, I have to put him out there because he gets a little crazy when people come over sometimes. I'm thinking like crazy, like gonna jump on you or lick you too much because most people who have dogs that get crazy, like that's what they mean. Like the dog's gonna like pounce on you and like try to run in circles around you and take your tools and stuff, um, which also has happened to me before. Um, so cool. And then he's like, he hasn't bit somebody in like two to three years. And I'm like, cool, I guess. He goes, are you afraid of dogs? And I go, I'm not afraid of dogs, but I don't like them ripping my throat out. That's exactly what I said to the man. Because he just told me, the dog hasn't bit somebody in two to three years. Are you afraid of dogs? Was the next question. So I'm like, I'm not afraid of dogs, but I don't like you them don't trying to kill to me. don't prefer to be mauled. Right. So he's like, he'll be good if I introduce you to him. And then I can let him in. He doesn't have to stay in the hot porch all day and suffer. His exact words. He didn't want his dog to suffer. His wolf. Right? So, cool. If you're... Serious, he's not gonna bite me if you introduce him. I'm all right with that. Whatever, it's your house. You're your wolf. <laughs> so <laughs> the dog comes in face to face. It comes up to me. It sniffs me. I put my hand out like this, you know, so he can't grab a hold of me. He's sniffing. He kind of looks a little excited. He kind of puts his shoulder into my legs and leans into me. I pet him, and then I start like rubbing him real hard. He's excited. He's like rubbing into it, and you can tell. Dog language is pretty easy to tell. Like. His tail wasn't like between his legs, his ears weren't pinned back and stuff, his hair wasn't spiking. He was pretty relaxed. I'm petting him the whole thing, right? Cool. We're friends. He introduced me to this wolf and then we made friends. I turn to walk away. I'm three steps away from the wolf and on the tile floor, I, like coming towards me and I look over my shoulder at the last minute and I see this wolf lunging for me. Like this, right? So I jump and I kind of put my hand down and whack, he latches onto my buttocks, <laughs> my rump. He wanted some rump roast and I was the rump roast and grabbed a hold of me and I you know, hit and jumped and he let go. And when he goes down, he goes to come back at me, right? So he jumps up like lunging towards my face and I grabbed him. I grabbed him by the throat and my thumbs went into his Adam's apple. I don't know if dogs had Adam's apple or not, but that's where they went. And I was literally trying to push his throat behind his spine, saving my life. And he's and his veins are out and hair's going everywhere and I got him and I'm choking him. And this is when all the cuss words came out, I'll be honest. Dropped a few F-bombs right in my customer's house within five minutes of meeting him. <laughs> <laughs> Get your bleeping, bleeping dog. Ah! 
And then the guy's so like, you have the dog by the scruff of his neck? No, I have him by his throat like Not this. Neck. I'm trying to suffocate him because Walking. he's trying to kill me. So the dog's like a hundred pounds. It's a hundred over a hundred pounds. You have it lifted up so that only the back I, feet are touching. He was so heavy. I couldn't lift him off the ground. I could only lift him up in the air and his back paws were still touching and kicking and he was shaking and trying to get away from me and I'm just holding on for dear life, right? Because I know this dog's trying to kill me. And the, the homeowner's like, my dog! And I'm like... <laughs> he only met you. So I said, what the bleep do you want me to do with it? And he goes, put it in my bedroom! And the bedroom's like, you know, 10 feet away and I drag it over and I throw it as hard as I can in the bedroom and slam the door. The dog, rah, he's going nuts in the room, right? Banging on the door and stuff. And so, <laughs> the guy says to me, so I forget what he said. He says something like, what were you doing? And I go, your bleeping dog attacked me. And I rush outside to cool off because I'm literally like fight or flight and I'm fight. And I got, my adrenal was going. I was trying to protect my life. This guy's in my face. What am I doing to his dog when uh, it's trying to kill me? So, I go outside, I'm out there for about five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes, whatever it was. He comes back out and he says, you're not leaving, are you? And I go, and he goes, I really need my bathtub reglazed. I've got company in a week. <laughs> and not, not much of like, yeah. hey, are you okay? And so he's Can like, I, do anything I, I go, I'll do your tub, keep the dog locked up. He goes, no, no, I will. I'll keep him in the bedroom the whole time. And so then, uh, then he says, are you okay? I go, I think I'm okay. I don't see any blood. Like it bit me on my butt so hard. It like, I felt like it could have been blood. So I was like feeling around, I was like pushing my shorts against to see if they were getting blood piled up in them or whatever. And so I go back into the bathroom where I'm reglazing the bathtub and, uh, uh pull my drawers down. Snap some pretty and, pictures and look, and look of in the booty. mirror. And I did. I was bleeding a little bit. I mean, it wasn't like running down my leg or anything, but through my jeans, I, I'm a, I do bathroom reglazing, so my, I have the white painter's jeans, you know, but they're jean material, even though they're white. Through that, like, my butt was bruised and you could see the fang marks where he bit into me and there was blood, you know, not, again, not running down, but I was bleeding. Like, the dog bit, tore into my rear end. And then he and called me, and I have to realize, like... I took a few selfies of my butt first and then texted him to Beth. I didn't have to realize I had to be concerned for his life when he goes off to paint somebody's bathtub a different color. And then he puts on his Facebook status, um, well, I guess I can say I've been attacked by a wolf now. So, with all my... That's what I put on Facebook, if, you, if you're not friends with me on Facebook. I put with all my life experiences that I've had, a lot of wild ones, now I can add to that, been attacked by a wolf. So, there it is, check, attacked by a wolf. I have a song for you. Uh oh, you're <laughs> locked and loaded with the songs. <laughs> what song? What you got going? I actually don't know what the song, the words are, but I think we'll know the chorus. Brett, name that song, you know this song already? Kind of 80s aficionado are you? I hope there's nobody from PETA watching this after I choked a... I think people in general love animals, but most people don't love being attacked. So they'll maybe have some grace for you. The dog was fine, trust me. <laughs> but are we getting to the chorus here? What do you I got? I think so. Apparently I didn't cue the song. 
Ready? We're getting close. I'm ready. Build up. <laughs> Hungry like the wolf. You should have slid that over and paused at that part. I didn't plan ahead. Oh, you just cut it off? You didn't fade? No. You fade out. I'm We're not live. as skilled as you are. You're my media man. The media man and the IT guy. You're my man. So anyway, that was my day. We weren't Let's in um, San Diego, but I was getting attacked by a wolf. So. I think San Diego is more fun. I, we have a friend who lives in Minnesota. Um, and I put that on Facebook and he made a comment on there and he was like, uh, you have wolves in Florida and it was only one that attacked you. And then I realized he's like up in Minnesota somewhere. They actually probably have Arctic like wolves up there. Yeah. So I don't know. I've never been to Minnesota. If any of, you, any of you have experience with that, do they have wolves up in the Minnesota area up in Wisconsin, up in Canada? They must. Canada has wolves, right? I think they have cheese. I don't think like uh, wolves have to have the main thing up there. Have passports to come across the Canadian border, do they? <laughs> border patrol. They, they check them, them at the yeah. Nope. Sorry, you're Canadian wolf. You're going back. Lana says it's only because of your fight or flight, your fight response that you're okay. If that were her, she would have been in the hospital or dead. <laughs> <laughs> there would have been a wolf dragging Lana around the house by her feet. <laughs> I don't know at what point that guy was going to intervene. He wasn't. Yeah. He was letting the dog meet me. He was introducing us. That's what the dog is like. You got the full effect. Fight club, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he just hires people to have like entertainment. Something. You were probably like on some kind of underground thing. Like there's probably video win? cameras. The the, and everybody's betting on us. Yeah, there's yeah. an underground system. I there. hope they bet on me. You didn't realize yeah. it. Uh, on a side note, I was on a job once where the customer had a couple ferrets running around. I remember the that. house. Here's what I remember and about I had this a story. Bag of rags. And they... I remember crying until I, I mean, laughing until I cried at this story because you, when you came to call me or whatever after this one, it was really funny. So they kept stealing my rags out of my bag and, and taking off. And I was chasing these ferrets with my stuff, and then they would take my little tool that I had and they would take off running with it. Like they were really mischievous. And then um, one of them climbed in my bag and didn't want me reaching my hand in there to get stuff out and kept like, not biting me, but like batting me away and bumping me with his head, trying to get my hand out of the bag. <clears throat> Skip's had so. a lot of interactions with animals through the years. Basically, yeah. like Dr. Doolittle without the talking to animals part. You've had African gray parrots talking to you and whatever. Skip's worked a lot in people's houses, so he's seen yeah. a lot of life. Yeah. When you're in someone else's house every day, different, you know, it's a lot of different things. So today was being attacked by a wolf. When people come to work in our house, they get attacked by four, four children. children yeah, the with, kids are like, oh, what are you doing? Can I watch? Right. Is that cool? Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Can I follow you around all day? Yeah. So I have to go, no, stop. My mom says, sorry for you. It's all good. I'm okay. And now I got a story that I can tell <laughs> for the rest of my life. I've actually been attacked by a wolf. If we play that story... <laughs> two truths two and a lie. and a lie. No, two lies and a truth. No, two truths and a lie. Two, truths. two lies and a truth? Two lies and a truth. Yeah, you gotta figure out what the truth is. Okay. So, I can add, been attacked by a wolf, and that would be my truth. And who would guess that, right? Anybody who I'm knows I'm ready you. for that game. Anybody, Anybody who knows, knows you. Me. My mom says, my mom always tells Jude she's gonna bite his butt, our little four-year-old, she's gonna bite his butt. So now she said, well, Jude will probably think that she's really gonna do it now that your butt has actually been bitten. Jude, before we went to bed, I was climbing out of the shower, and he says, can I see where the wolf bit you, Daddy? He's four. I was like, yeah, you can see. So I 
drop my underwear down and show him the big old bruisey bite on my butt. And he looks at me, and I pull my underwear back up, and I start to walk away, and he goes, show me his butt! And he cracked up laughing. I, I don't even think he saw butt. the bite. But anyway. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Yeah, anyway. Alright, well, we are very thankful that Skip is okay. I'm okay. And I'm going to choose not to worry. I finished the bathtub. I started and finished the bathtub after being attacked by a wolf. Made it home. Showered. Did work in my garden. And now I'm here on Facebook Live. Skip one. Wolf zero. There you go. You and your butt are in this I'm to win this. I'm getting a tattoo tomorrow. You are not. Alright. I am not. So, speaking of thankfulness, these little yellow notes are now pasted all over our house because Skip came up with a thankfulness game in our family. Not really a game, but a focus. And so um, we are, he sat all the kids down and advised them that we want everybody to write what they're thankful for and then stick it up around the house. So that's how thankful everybody will be. So Skip said he's thankful for the view, sticks it on the windows, whatever he's thankful. So the kids, they're like, oh, okay. And so they start writing down, and then they all come over and stick one on me that they're thankful for mommy. Really cute. That was really sweet. Didn't get any stuck to me. <laughs> but Daisy said she was thankful for mommy and daddy. Mommy and, and then daddy. I walked into the kids' bathroom, and there's one sticking next to the toilet that says, I'm thankful for poo. So <laughs> our kids, apparently. So we do have post-its everywhere. I felt like our family our, our, as a whole was kind of getting away from you just get in the day in and day out it's not even conscious and then you oh my day is tired oh my day is this oh, I got attacked by a wolf you know whatever the situation is and it can lead into habits of unthankfulness or complaining and so I felt like we yeah, were kind of just the echoes of our halls these past couple of weeks have yeah. kind of been complaining and unthankful so I had like an aha couple of days aha moments and so I was talking to Beth this morning about wanting to be more thankful and some of the things that I want to do and, and so I had to stop at the, the store on the way to my job before I got attacked by a wolf how many times can I reference that tonight you're like name dropping and... instead of like you met a celebrity and you're name dropping you're like I got attacked by a wolf so I, I had that idea while I was there at the store and I grabbed the post-it notes gave each kid their own little pack and I want them to post a post-it note to everything they're thankful for so they're I'm thankful for this dining room table that we get to sit at post-it note I'm thankful for this air conditioning post-it note I'm thankful for my bed post-it note there's post-it notes all over the place now I know I didn't undermine you in front of the kids but I'm not thankful that there's yellow post-it notes all over my house but what I, I should have got a rainbow sure but I'm thankful that we're being thankful yes so I can live with the post-it notes for like a couple weeks not even okay yeah it'll probably be a week deal shake on it <laughs> it's binding contract binding contract verbal contract verbal you contract saw this. All right. Okay. Welcome to the main event. Welcome to the main event. That's really loud. Did that hurt your ears too? Give me a bunch of these emojis if it hurt your ears too. Give me a bunch of these emojis. <laughs> <laughs> Get, bring them on. Bring, bring on the emojis. On. Well, what we wanted to talk about tonight is the fact that um, this is wrapping up marriage month, our emphasis on marriage, and we wanted to bring to your mind or give you something to think about as we um, end this little section. We want to talk about legacy. We want to talk about how the fact that when you're married, when you are creating a family, when you are creating a home life, 
that you are setting yourself up for legacy. And we want you to keep that in mind as you make daily decisions. We want you to keep the future in mind, that you're not just living for today, you're not making just short decisions that have a short-term impact, that actually everything that you do and the way in which you live your life, the way in which you live your marriage, the way in which you design the atmosphere of your, your home and your family life, all of those things have impact that's generational. Yeah. And so that's what we wanted to talk to you about tonight. It actually segues really nice on the time travel thing because yeah. like everything that we do in time does have ripple effects that continue to go forward. So are those, what are those ripple effects going to be? How are you, you know, you going to design your rock, so to speak, that you're going to throw into the waters of life? That was so poetic. <laughs> he thinks he's poetic. He's a poet and he thinks he knows it. Boom. Mic drop. Whatever. A lot of people focus on setting up a five or ten year business plan or um, even a home plan as far as financial goals. They'll say, okay, well, we're renting now, but in five or ten years we'd like to own a house. Or we just got married, but in five or ten years we'd like to be having kids and having this stuff. Or um, whatever your goals are. A lot of people... New car, new boat, whatever they are. Yeah. yeah, we want to be out of debt within the next five years or whatever it is. People are used to setting those kind of goals or, you know, I'm at this level of employment right now and in five years I want to be here and ten years here. So a lot of people already make those goals. But I don't think that a lot of people have a 100-year plan. And so that's what we want to encourage you to do is have a 100-year plan. What kind of impact is your life going to make in the next hundred years and beyond? And not just in the financial side, but... No, certainly not yeah. just in the financial side. In fact, we are particularly not talking about the financial side. We're talking about um, things outside of finances. We're talking about your character and your home life and the influence of your um, personal life that's yeah. going to lead into the generations. That will lead into like your children who are then going to reflect, you know, you and your DNA and your teachings and, and their children and their children. And, right. And, and so what kind of footprint do we want to leave for them? What kind of legacy do we want to leave? Yeah, you're setting up cycles in your family. You're yeah. setting up you know, generational blessings that or you can do. Or breaking bad cycles. Certainly, yeah. you can break bad cycles and start new ones or continue good ones. And so that's what we're going to talk about. Um, in Proverbs 13.22, it says, A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And so inheritance is way more than money. And you're passing on the fruit of your life. And what that means, the fruit of your life, is are things like um, your marriage and your faithfulness to each other. Your, when you are a couple that gets married and stays married, then your family has that legacy of, oh, well, we stayed together through good times and bad. You know, we were together. Mm -hmm. And that legacy of that faithfulness to the marriage is now part of your bloodline. Your kids will grow up right. with having that kind of background. And um, things like your good character are passed on through generations. So those are the kinds of things 
what you do and how you make decisions when no one else is looking, when you don't think that anybody else is going to see what you do, people see. And those kinds of things are the aroma of your life. Whether people see an individual act or not, there is a pattern, a lifestyle pattern of these kinds of things. And it's pretty evident when you interact with somebody what the aroma and the fragrance of their life is. Yeah. It, it, kind of an interesting story with, about my dad. Um, in my family, there's kind of a joke that everybody kind of tells. Because when, we, when I was growing up, I was the oldest of four. And so like we'd go to the grocery store with my dad. And I would say, Dad, can I have a quarter for the gumball machine? You know, they used to put gumball machines right by the registers as you leave the store. And it was a nickel at that time, right? Or a nickel, whatever it was. So can I have a nickel for the gumball machine? And he'd look at me and say, Skip, if I give you a nickel, I'm going to give your brothers and your sister a nickel, and that's 20 cents. We come to the store three times a week, you know, three times two is 60 cents, times 52. He's like, that's whatever dollars a year, just on gumballs. And I'm like, Dad, I don't, want, I don't care about that all the times. So I just want a nickel right now, you know? And so it used to frustrate me as a kid. But somewhere along the line, something shifted with my dad. I feel like it was right about the time that my grand, his dad, my grandfather, passed, because um, my dad went through some things, like uh, you know that you know you reflect, like my dad was this, or my dad did this a lot, or didn't do this at all. And I remember my dad talking to me about some of that stuff, kind of private for him, so I won't share it now. But it was it was from the depths of who he was. It was making him look at life as a father and then even moving into knowing that he's going to move into being a grandfather um, and so from that point forward every time I talk to my dad now before we stop talking he tells me I love you Skip and that's really nice like he did tell me that he loved me when I was a kid but not a lot it wasn't like I heard him say it every day but now every time we talk every time I visit with him anything he tells me that and he's extremely generous with all of his stuff, with his stuff, his money, with the, whatever, with the, with us. So like he is very giving, very sharing. And now our kids, when they hear the word generosity, they say like pop pop. That's what they attribute generosity with my dad. Whereas like if you're in my family, you know, you probably know the joke of my dad. You know adding up all the nickels for the whole year for gumballs, you know, because it's kind of a funny story that everybody tells. So that shifted, and that's a, that's a really good example of how you can leave legacy. Like my, my, our kids know generosity as pop-pop. So um, it's a very good example of how you can, you know, break or change even and move into the directions that you'd want your life. It's never too late to, to begin to move into places where you're going to build, you know, a good legacy. And Skip, the last few years, has started to say, okay, well, a lot of people think what would happen, you know, how do you want to live if you were going to die tomorrow? Yeah. And now Skip has kind of flipped it on its head and said, well, extremely important to me, yeah. what do you want to live like if you live another hundred years? Right. Okay. It's, it's extremely important to me. Like, I've heard that my whole life. And the... You know, the Christian circles, they'll say it like, you know, to try to get people to understand that you're, 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 you could die and where are you going to go, heaven or hell, and those kind of things. What if you die tomorrow? What if you leave this church right now and, you know, you're, you get in a car accident? Where are you going to go? And those kind of things, that, that kind of, you know, old school evangelism. Fear-based Fear-based evangelism, which is crap. Um, sorry if I've offended you. 
but it is. Um, it, and then even outside of the Christian circles, people in, in general say, live life like, you know, there's no tomorrow. It's a very typical thing. Live for today. Yeah, I mean, there's books and movies, and you know, one lady became famous for Live, Love, Eat, or whatever that book and movie are called. And so we agree that living today fully is important, yes. but we think next level Next is level is looking ahead. Not live like you, what if you die tomorrow? Live like what if you live a hundred more years? Like what, how is each action, each building block of your life, how are you going to begin to stack those things as if you're going to live a hundred more years? And not even talking about in a financial sense, although that's part of it, but I'm talking about in a legacy sense and in what you're leaving, what, uh, the generosity and the love and all these things. Like these are building blocks. Like it's easy to say, I can love you as if today's the last day, right? But how do I love Beth as if we're gonna be together for another 100 years? It's a different kind of love, right? If I'm loving you just like it's today, then, you know, easy. If today's our last day, we throw caution to the wind, we have no responsibilities, we're, the dishes stay in the sink, we're gonna go for a long walk on the beach, and we're, you know, have a glass of wine, and, you know, picnic, or whatever you're gonna do, and you're gonna be just in love, right? But when you're talking about, just in this one example, how am I gonna love her forever? Like another hundred years, then all of a sudden, these things are different. The dishes, you know, it's an act of love to step in the kitchen to help her cook or to help her clean up. It's an act of love to, to make her feel safe in the fact that I'm gonna to go to work every day. It's an act of love to do the things that all I say. small kindness. All of a sudden, up you realize that every little thing that you do is a building block for a, 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 a legacy of a lifetime, right? You're leaving a lifetime of legacy. And so now, when I look back in, you know, on my deathbed 100 years from now, and someone asked me, Skip, how did you stay married for you know, 100 years, right? 119 years, whatever. So if I live another 100 years, um, then I'll say it's because the everyday building blocks of love and the way that I looked at her and cherished her and wanted to see her be the best her possible and how can I add to that? That's a legacy of love and that's one aspect. The, the wife, husband and wife loving part, then you have the way that you interact with your kids, the way that you interact with your friends and your neighbors and your family and all these other things. If we live life like we're gonna, you know, like, like today's the day, but we also understand that there could be a hundred more years of today's the day. How are we gonna stack those? So to me, it's really important not to just live today like it's the last, although you should, but also to live it like it's one of thousands and thousands. Yeah, and so I think that your um, legacy, your inheritance that you're leaving to this earth are things like love, and generosity, graciousness, wisdom, playfulness, enthusiastic living, and it could be things like love for nature, love for animals, love for missions work, like you know, giving as a couple or as a family. And so all of those things will have a generational impact, including the fact that we can be aware and participate in life. If we are living for another 
you know, we're keeping the next hundred years in mind, then we are living to make this world a better place. We're living with a heart towards yeah. society and its betterment. We're living towards um, helping our community so that our community can be better. And so that's what we want to encourage you. You are so important into the timeline of life and you are so important for impact for the next hundred years. And especially once you get into a marriage and you've got two people yeah. working together as one, your, your strength goes a lot further. You're catapulting, it's like an acceleration um, if you're doing it right. Right, it takes a lot of work to stay in unity as a family, as a couple, but it's so worth it because it's a superpower. So can you hand me that book? Sure. I wanted to, I've been reading this book. It's um, the biography of Henry Ward Beecher. It's called The Most Famous Man in America. So I saw this at the bookstore and picked it up. Didn't even really know what it was about or who he was. But a quote really jumped out at me and um, it's about what we were talking about right now. What did you mark that quote with? One of my thankful sticky notes. <laughs> so thankful for this page of this book. Thankful for all of it. So. Um, Henry Ward Beecher, he, his father was the last great Puritan minister in America. In the early decades of the 19th century, Lyman Beecher's skill as a preacher and reformer made him one of the most famous and most controversial men in the nation. Lyman Beecher possessed a passion for saving souls and saving the nation, which he passed down to every one of his 12 children. He adored his children, insisting that they were special, that they were endowed with great gifts of intelligence, compassion, and self-discipline. He instilled in them his sense of divine mission, and many critics would add, his hubris. They were his own personal band of apostles. Even more than his sermons and reform projects, which were influential enough to secure his place in history, Lyman Beecher's greatest claim to fame was his children. He was renowned even by his foes as the father of more brains than anyone in America. Under Lyman's influence, the Beecher children yoked the Puritan legacy, legacy of a strong social conscience to a modern mastery of persuasion and public opinion. For nearly a century, they defined morality in America, keeping their fellow citizens riled up, inspired, and entertained. Each new controversy seemed only to enhance their unique reputation. As one family friend famously phrased it, this country is inhabited by saints, sinners, and beachers. So that really jumped out at me, that one man and his family, his, he and his kids, could impact the, and influence a generation, a hundred years yeah. of people. His sister was Harriet Beecher Stowe, who wrote Uncle Tom's Cabin, and Henry Ward Beecher was an integral part of uh, the influence to Abraham Lincoln and throughout Europe, all during the time of the Civil War and this fight against slavery and all kinds of stuff. So um, I want to encourage you not to doubt 
that you can have an impact in the nations while you're on earth and generationally. You're trying to prepare life for your children's children. And so you're keeping the long-term goal in mind. We're planning for the next 100 years. And so how are you ready to impact the next 100 years? So we would like to encourage you to write it down, have this in mind, be keeping this in mind. Um, what kind of cultural influence and what kind of family influence, what kind of dreaming, what do you want your family legacy to be? What do you want to be known for? And what do you want your children's children to grow up like? Right. I'm reading with Sophia for school, we're reading Oliver Twist, the story of an of an abused orphan you know and so it's so sad and so he's growing up in a completely different atmosphere than my children are growing up in and so my children are feeling the grace that comes in a family that focuses on love and a family that the parents are loving each other and loving them and um, all of the the ways that they're provided for and cared for and stuff so um, that's what I want to see in my grandchildren. I want to see my grandchildren growing up in a loving home where the parents are setting boundaries but loving them along the way. Like they don't have to um, you know, just have chaos but they can actually have a loving home and a yeah. um, lot more things than that. So you be writing what yours looks like. We want our family to have a cultural impact. We want our kids to be an influence to the nations. So we are training our children that way for them to keep in mind that they are important and that they're, um, what they think and what they say is valuable and so that they have a voice in this generation and that the choices they make have impact for generations to come. Right. And you can literally, like my kids, you know, they when they hear the word generosity, that they, will almost always say like pop pop. And so you can begin to say, this is what I want to be known for. So my dad didn't say to us or the kids, this is what I want to be known for. He just started living that way and that's what he's becoming known for. But you can say to yourself, this is what I want to be known for and start living in that way. I want to be known as the most loving person on the planet. And then start living that way. Start being the most loving person on the planet. And people will recognize, you know, we used to say yeah, all the we time. Yeah, we had a problem with being kind of harsh in our family. So we had to actually make a choice and Skip started to change what our family legacy was going to be I, by saying. We are the sweetest, most loving family in the world. And we, the kids were little. They were like five and two. We're like, they say it after us. We are the sweetest, the most loving family in the world. world. And so we said it long before it was what was actually happening in our right. home. And, but it raised our standards. It raised our expectation of what we wanted to see. And so if the kids were not kind to each other, we would say, well, that's weird because we're the sweetest, most loving family in the world. And what part of that was sweet yeah. or loving? And they're like, none of it. So we're like, yeah, let's fix this. Let's change it. All right. That's Thanks it for everybody tonight. For watching. 
We love you mucho. Joining us tonight, and if, if you're watching recorded later, please still feel free to put the comments. We do see those, so it's a lot of fun for us in the next couple of days. We do have that happen a lot. We have people watch at their own schedule. Completely understandable. We do go for about 45 minutes, sometimes 55 minutes. So The coolest 45 minutes of the week. Watch at your leisure, <laughs> and then um, uh, connect with us. Comment in the comments while you're watching. Feel free to share this video with, with uh, your friends and stuff. If, if you find it fun and helpful, then that's great. And Let's do the marriage month um, secret handshake. Do you remember what it was? Yeah. I have, put your hand down. I have an M, you have an M. Come on, swing your M over For the here. last marriage month, <laughs> I'm gonna join in. Look, you see my little M. Ready? Ding! You really like that, didn't you? I cringe at that. <laughs> Which was worse, fighting off a wolf today or having to do that, that marriage? That, you just spit all over us. <laughs> spit take. I'm watching, wiping the spit off the side of my nose. You get what so, you get. So yes, I would much rather take on a dog than do what I just did. Really? Yes. Really. Connect with us on this video. Connect with us on on the Family Faith page, Facebook page. We have a web page. FamilyFaithInFlipFlops.com. Yep. And we're on all the socials. We'll probably have the kids join us again soon. It's been a few weeks since we did Marriage Month. We didn't let maybe, them in. Maybe, maybe on our random train of thought night, we'll just stick this phone up while we eat dinner. Oh my gosh. Just let it be random. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they probably yeah. want to see Jude stand up in his underwear at the table and do a booty shake dance. All right. So it happens at the dinner table yeah, every night. At the dinner table. We spill a few drinks. One of the kids knocks over their water at least every night. Jude tells us how much he hates everything on his plate. Jude, the last week, has just been like, I don't like this. And he won't eat dinner. It's like macaroni and cheese and stuff, too. <laughs> I don't like this macaroni and cheese. Anyway, love you guys. <laughs> Later, Gators. See you next time. Bye. This has been the Shape Your Family podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. There are lots of ways you can connect with us online. Go to shapeyourfamily.com where you'll find helpful tips and links to our social media. Remember, your family life is important and what you do each day matters. When you shape your family, you shape the world.